Well, we are here. Um, this is the first episode for a brand new podcast. Um, so let's, let's just let's introduce ourselves first. So the name of the podcast is the Bobby Bones Show Review, and on this podcast is strictly Bobby Bones related. Um, we'll be taking a, um, weeks of shows and just putting them all into one and explaining to people that don't really have the time to listen that are fans of the show and Bobby Bones in general and just explaining real quick of what happened in the weeks, the main points, what we think is going to happen with continuing storylines, what we think is going to happen on this part or if they're hiding secrets and we're trying to figure it out. We're going to say that here, but we're also going to say what we like, what we don't like, what we hate, what we love, and we're not going to hide nothing back, and I think that's the way it should be. So, I am D. Hodge. I am the host of the HodgePodge podcast, uh, owner of HodgePodge Productions, and I do produce the man that's on the phone with me right now, Big Shrimp. I do manage and produce the Big Shrimp Radio. So, what's up, B? What's going on? Hey, my man. What's going on? None much, so man. real quick, uh, To um, sorry to cut you off, B, but we we are also going to like a um, couple of examples here. What we're also going to do, but this is not the this the podcast that we're going to do. We're going to get into that a little bit later. It's going to be our story of how we heard Bobby Bones the, the show and how we became our heroes. But real quick, we're also going to cover on the show. There are two things that get me here, and I'm going to explain it real quick and have Big Shrimp explain as well. So there has been this thing going on. For the past, what, year or two about Eddie the Dad, and then all of a sudden it's up and disappeared? And we're wondering what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's something you and I have talked about a lot in private. And, uh, sure. I kind of feel like I, I have a couple of theories, and 
But really, I think really honestly what it is is they just, the bosses, the suits, as Bobby calls them, I think they decided that, um, all right, this isn't a show about babies and children, so everybody's got kids now. Amy's got two, Lunchbox has one, and Eddie has two, and it's Foster and two. Like, we don't have time to just sit around talking about kids all the time. That can be a turn off for people who don't want to talk to her about kids. So right. let's just limit it. But, but then again, I'm kind of like, yeah, but they totally cut out Eddie the dad. It's totally cut out Junior and Junior Junior. And I was, I remember when Junior Junior was born. Uh, yeah. I was listening live. And I think Junior also, no, no, not Junior, Junior Junior. And, um, this junior's like, what, seven or eight now? Yeah. Oh, ooh. Wait, junior or junior, junior? Junior. No, junior. No, they, no, they were talking. No, I know you're a couple, uh, a couple of episodes behind, but I was listening today, and uh, I think he said he was like 12. So, yeah, it was way okay, before yeah, they made it in Nashville. Yeah, he was, he was, he was born way before. I didn't start listening until 2013. Yes, I am a couple of episodes behind, and it's not due to lack of interest. It's due to lack of time. <laughs> um, I recently just got back from Velocity where I went down and hung out with uh, Deha and Jim. Mm. And we, we had a lot of fun. And then I got back home and found out my luggage was missing. And I've been wrestling with uh, people on the phone over there. And it's been one piece of drama after the other in that department. And then... Uh, we just have a lot going on. I've got to catch up on a few different things. It's not just the EDS, but I'm dedicated, and I will get caught up by the weekend. And as we record this, today is uh, Thursday. Right. So just a couple of days, I should be able to get caught up. But, yeah. Uh, so, so those uh, are things we want to talk about. But, yeah, yeah as I was saying, it's just weird they totally cut out to Eddie and his kids and I kind of wonder if maybe something happened um, I know they've always been private they don't even give out their real names they call them Junior and Junior Junior which I have no problem with I have no problem we 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 don't have I don't put this the listeners to the show they don't have the right I mean we're, we're not entitled that's good we're not entitled to know right. anything at all really about these kids but the show's not about them it's about the the gang on the show Bobby, mm. Eddie, Lunchbox Amy the producers mm. but then we're talking about their personal life that bring up their kids then that's a bonus but we don't really need to know the kids' names or what they look like but we know and there's creepers out there right and I, I get it I get it but yeah Eddie never even really wants to uh ever wanted to show their faces, which, again, it's not, I understand completely. Which, and which, I'm which... Mad at, but I just think it's weird that we go from a lot of talking about them to zero. So, right, and, and another thing that kind of um, uh, pisses me off a little bit is is uh, not the fact hey, of... Not, me, pal. <laughs> not the fact about... Eddie's kids because we don't know what they look like but Amy's kids we do she puts them out on social media and she 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 says all this stuff and it's mainly right but my thing is I remember I don't know if you guys remember if you're listening 
she there was a moment where she met a fan and the fan asked to take a picture with her kids and she yeah. declined and said no which I don't know if I had a problem with it but she brings them up it'd be like, like let me put it this way I'm trying to explain this where it won't be confusing if we saw Eddie out with his family there's no way I would ask to take a picture with his kids because they're basically having a secret identity you don't know what they look like you don't know their real names right. so you're not going to ask to take a picture with them or his wife but you see Amy out she's posting her kids all over Facebook her husband's even on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and they're all over the show and then you won't even let them take a picture with your kids which is th th that's kind of where I have a problem with it because it's like if you're going to talk about it and put it out there then I think that should be free game yeah I, I get it I It's her kids. It's her rules. She can, I mean, she, yeah, yeah. she can do what she wants. Kids, she has the right to say yes or no. But um, that's the thing her kids are minor, so they're not stars. They're not, we're, not, we're not listening to them on the show. You know, they're on yeah, there yeah. once in a while. So, I mean, I, I see it either way. And me too. But, and another thing that I wanted to talk about uh, before I'm on this tangent, before we do our stories, is two examples. Where the first one was Eddie the Dad, and the second one that is really confusing me is Amy's theme song. So apparently, uh, she has had yeah. Eric. Uh, Big Shrimp knows what I'm going to because we've talked about this all the time off the air and in private. Yeah, in yeah. private, yeah. And so she goes. Bobby gets on there and goes. Amy's had this song forever, and it's that there she goes, there she goes. And apparently, she has had that song. By the way, by the way, I don't mean to cut you off, but how empire said that she has had that song for since she's been in Nashville. That is not true because she had the song. I don't know if you remember it. It used to go Juicy ba 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 da ba. She used to have that because I I remember yeah. strictly she used to have that song when she won. And then all of a sudden they change it. She had this song that goes there she goes now and it's like the other one is just not even in existence anymore. And I want to know why that is why they changed it? Why they even acted like it never happened? Now I understand yeah, you get yeah. I understand yeah, you that. get new listeners every year, but what happened to the diehard listeners like you and me that have been there since really the beginning of their move to Nashville, and all of a sudden they take this stuff that we were listening to at one point and they just act like it never happened? Because it's, it's kind of like a TV show, like um, uh, like for example, like the King of Queens. It, like a couple of episodes, they had a dog. And then now, you know, 
a few seasons later, they just pushed it aside out like it never happened. Yeah. Yeah, little things like that and TV and <laughs> music videos, movies and radio kind of bugs me. And I'm not going to do it. Like, it to me, kind of feels like an insult to my intelligence. But uh, here's the thing when it comes to creative media and consumers, yep. uh, it, it isn't a knock on consumers, it's just reality. That consumers, by and large, I think fall into two categories. Well, three, this is die hard. But the diehard is such a small breed. Right. So, I think, um, really what it boils down to is consumers are, A, either casual consumers, whether that's of a TV show or of a radio show or whatever it is they're consuming, they just do so casually and so they're not... Yeah always hooked in and pumped in. They're not going on socials. They're not looking up what people look like on um, Google or trying to find out what people's real names are or that work are. They don't really care. Mm. You know, it's just a distraction to kind of supplement or to enhance their drive or enhance their effort or whatever. And then there's Another camp, and I think they kind of going down with actually both the diehards and with the uh, casual consumers, mm. and that is uh, um, people with a short attention span. Right. And I know Vince McMahon has oftentimes in the past been critical with saying respectful storylines because our fans have a short attention span. A lot of people think it's crapping on his fan base, and really he's not, because it's true, a lot of people, they have so much going on in their eyes, that they don't really pay attention, they don't really yeah. care if they really get rolled in detail, but diehards like Justin, now here's the thing, Bobby says he doesn't lie on the show because he, he, just, he couldn't remember all his eyes, mm. I don't think he's lying, so mm. I have a couple of uh, theories here, and okay. if you have a theory or two, you know, feel free to get yours, but I have two theories. One theory, either Bobby's forgotten, okay. which is possible, not likely, but sure. possible. I mean, the dude remembers me from God's day, and, right. you know, every time he sees me, and he remembers all the time in the past. Me so. too, me too. <laughs> it's number two, um, and I think this is probably likely. And before I explain it, I'm going to give an example. And so, a couple of years ago, during one of my hospital stints, I, uh, I binge watched the TV show Scrub on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And I, I fell in love with that show. Well, at the end of every episode, they have a song that was come on. And some of those songs, man, really, I don't know, I really liked there were songs I had never heard before, mm-hmm. so I would always doodle the name of that episode and ask what song was that played at the end. Well, it didn't take long until I began to realize there, were always, there was always a choice between two different songs. And then I began to research it further and I found out that some songs due to royalties, copyright, or right. whatever the case, they didn't play the real song on the Netflix version. They had an alternative song. 
Mm-hmm. And so I'm wondering, now I might be crazy and I might be wrong, but then again, this could be it. Could it mean that Amy really has always had the same song, but due to legalities or whatever the case, they, um, whenever they had the podcast stuff or certain market stuff, they dubbed in the other songs that we're used to. And then they found that it figured out where they can now do this song. Um, no, because sometimes I listen live and it's the uh, it's two different songs. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, I, then I don't know. I'm confused. Maybe Bobby will address it. Maybe Bobby will. Hey, if any of you listen to this, I get tongue twisted. If any of you are listening <laughs> to this, and you were diehard Bobby Bowen fans, which I would imagine. Everybody listening to this are your BTers, your boners, as I like to call you. <laughs> if, if any of you guys are listening to this, because I don't see why anybody, but not a huge Bobby Bones fan, would want to listen to reviews and recaps. But if you're listening to this, try to hit them up and find out what the deal is, and I'll do the same. Now you know what? Um, better yet, better yet, get them to listen to this podcast. And I mean, he already knows we're doing a podcast about it. Uh, <laughs> and it's freaking Mike D. Well, Mike D. Show. Mike Rodriguez or whatever his real name is. Freaking checks out our Instagrams like daily. Dude, that is... That, I know what's up. That, 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 and that's the weirdest thing. And I, I figured we could tell these stories a little later, but if you want to, we can go ahead and um, get into it. Um, so... Bobby knows who we are. Um, that is a weird statement to make, and a lot of you are probably thinking they're lying. Yeah, we're not lying. Yeah. We're not being she or braggadocious. It's humbling to me. Like, I yeah, cry. exactly. I think Dylan almost saw me cry the other night. I went to the yeah. car after we left to go to yeah. dinner. I said, our hero right. knows our My God, our hero knows who we are. Yeah. How many people idolize people and they'll never meet and the people they idolize have no idea that yeah. whoever's idolizing them even exists. Yeah. He, um... Oh, I, I bought him when he saw me and Eddie at, at the door nugget. Right. They didn't just say, hey, Eric. It's a like big shrimp. Exactly. Big so, shrimp. So, like, yeah, they know who I am. So, backstory, real quick. We, um, Big Shrimp came down uh, well, the time the recording came out last week, um, and we went and seen the oh, race. And, and I've never one time, as far as I can remember, right hand on the Bible, on the Quran, on the Torah, on whatever holy book one put it on. My right hand to my right hand, whatever God wants my right hand to. I've never once introduced myself to any of them. Exactly. I never told my picture. Exactly. Exactly. Me, me either, and 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 so he came down, and we went and seen uh, Bibles and Raging Idiots, and always Bobby takes his very humbling time. I don't know how he has time to do it, but he, he sticks around and meets everyone that came to the show. And yeah. so Eric goes first, right? Or Big Shrimp. Um, you're gonna hear me call him Eric all the time because I don't ever call him Big Shrimp off off the air, which I might start and have to do it on the air. But so Big Shrimp goes first. And um, he goes, man, nice tattoo, blah, blah, blah. You know, meets him in the air, uh, Eddie. I'll, I'll let you tell your side. And so I go next, right? I have my camera ready. I have my phone out. 
so that people can take a picture behind me. And so as soon as I stepped through those doors of where Bobby and Eddie were standing, I hear hodgepodge. And I look up, and Bobby is, swear to God, saying, hodgepodge, how you doing, man? And then I go to shake his hand, and this is going to have to have, uh, this is not going to make sense until I tell my story of how we knew him. But I stuck up my hand, and he goes, hey, man, thanks for doing the podcast and doing my Wikipedia page. And so I was like, Man, that's awesome because he knew he knew me from my face, and and yeah. so me and Eddie we which get in it, which is which is which is gigantic, and so I get in between uh, you know Bobby and Eddie put arms around him you know, and Eddie says something funny that makes me laugh and and he goes everybody say hodgepodge podcast and the thing was, Eddie had no idea who I was, and because Eddie was Eddie was the first person from the show that I met and he was playing a local show here a couple of years ago and I met him and he he told me at the show here recently a couple of days ago he said man I remember the first time I met you was at that uh, festival right next door at the Coliseum and I was like holy crap like it was just like I didn't tell none of these guys this and they know it's like they know and it's 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 very humbling to me and it makes me proud of what I'm doing with this podcast. I agree. It kind of blows my mind. Either they got photographic memories, which I don't think they do, but yeah. or they really care. And I think they just care. They care about who really cares about them. And that means a lot to me. But, um, but, but we also, man... They don't have to. They're at a place in their life, in their career, and their successes. They don't have to really. They don't really acknowledge us, to be honest. They're already there. They've already made it. Mm. But yeah. uh, to be fair, well, not to be fair, this is kind of cool that Bobby reached out to you on Twitter anyway. Yeah. You stood up your DMs and asked. His uh, page, which is awesome. But yeah, so, yeah. What happened to the Golden Nugget? Well, first of all, out of the blue, Bobby goes, you know, at first he, how did he do? All right, first, um, what's that girl? Leona Bailey? Bailey? Bailey Bryant? Yeah, yeah. Girl with a really cool personality. I really, yeah. I love personality. I'd like to sit to know her. Not in a freak way, but her personality <laughs> is cool. Really, she kind of talks to the fans, so. And by the way, I regret not going up to meet me too. Me too. Uh, yeah, the there were just so many people, man. There was like 300 people waiting to meet him. Yeah, at least, at least. I mean, it was a lot, but a lot of people that related to it more, because everybody wanted to talk to us, talk to me about my tattoo, my Bobby tattoo, take pictures of it, and we made a couple of friends, and I think you met a couple of people that listen to yeah. the podcast. That was uh, awesome. People. And then we met people that said they would do listening. They will check us out. Yeah. They haven't heard of us. They will. And that's awesome, too. And uh, so, yeah. So, now, now I want to stress that the stories that Dylan, the stories that Hodge and I <laughs> share, I'm starting on you, Hodge. <laughs> I just think it's a funny name, Hodge. The stories Hodge and I 
uh, be fair. They said this in all episodes. They're 100% truthful. 100%. We don't lie. Um, and we're, we're not being cocky or arrogant. It's not, oh, look at me. If any of you get jealous, upset, or feel like you're getting rubbed the wrong way because you fantasized about meeting Bobby or being buds with Bobby for a couple of years or whatever the case, then right. he doesn't know who the heck you are. It's not a knock, okay? It's, it, we're just blessed. We're lucky. We're lucky and we tried. Now, that that is a fact. Hobby and I tried. We reached out, kind of while we've been saying recently that he reaches out every day to add from their naked ladies on his turn, let's be friends. Right. I did the same thing. I wrote letters to the studio. I sent emails to like every email address I could find. Me too. I messaged every place I put on social media. And I'm going to be friends his sister and first cousin, both of which are hotties, by the way. Right. <laughs> he put them on social media. Talk to his sister almost every day. And so. I mean, he fetched her butt. I love that man so much. Mm. But I did everything I could to make sure he knew who I was. Um, not because you know, my father needs to know who I am, but because I loved him so much that I wanted to have a friendship with him. Sure. A relationship with him. And we're there. So, anyways. So what happened to the Goldie idea? Well, first of all, I think Hobby here and Bobby, a message on uh, Twitter saying, Hey, we're here, Eric's here, and I think he also, uh, well, I know he called him that morning to the show and talked to the new phone screen because I was in the car. Right. Hey, would you tell Bobby that we're here, we're going to get to show tonight, and he didn't get through, but he said she would relay the message. And then plus, Audrey and I have uh, had previously that week and week before, mentioned it to Bobby a couple of times, they have social media. <laughs> And so Bailey Bryan does her set. Which was fantastic. No, Bobby does it. Bobby and Eddie does their set first, I think. And then Bailey does her. And then the girl from American Idol, I don't forget her name. I would like to have met her too if she's kind of cute. Yeah, if there's anything you guys are going to learn about big old big shrimp here, but good old big shrimp is a dog when it comes to women. I love my women. And Audrey would testify that <laughs> Shrimpy loves his women. But, yeah, uh, be that as it may. Um, so then they come back on Bobby, I think, of a song, and it says, So, at this point, I'm not as engaged with the crowd. I have a million things in my mind. I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm going to get out there and meet Bailey Bryan. Right. I had a walker with me, but sometimes my legs bother me. That's another story for another time. But I have this neurological thing that affects my legs, the nerves in my legs. I'm going to get out there to meet her. My mouth was dry. And I knew if I get a photo with Bobby or Eddie or whoever, mm. and I have a dry mouth, you know, you know, sometimes you get a little bit of crust, like a little right. bit of dry. I didn't want that on my face. I kept whacking around with the napkin, drinking a bottle of water, which is <laughs> ridiculously overpriced, but it's a casino, so what do you expect? Yeah. Um, I got $1.50 for eight fluid ounces. And um, so I'm not as focused and as engaged. Plus, my phone battery was dying. It was like 20%. I kept thinking, 
those are, I just wanted to ask before I can get a photo with them. And luckily, we were told before the show started, do not have your phones out during the show. Sure. And I think the reason why is because... Well, it was a new set. At another show I went to in Charleston, South Carolina, they didn't have that rule. Their rule was, don't use your flash. And a lot of people use their flash. I can't find the stage, so... I think that's why they just said, listen, you don't have your phones out. And plus, they probably didn't want anything to leave, like either the comedy stuff or whatever. But be that as it may, I have because Bailey Grimes is trying to sell music. And she'll be performing. Makes sense. Mm. So, luckily, my phone battery wasn't going to get drained during that, but still 20%. Um, it's just still go. And Mm-hmm. And yet they can look out and see every single person in a crowd perfectly. 
And so I could see everybody. And everybody's like, what is this? And I was like, yeah, they've got this tattoo. And then we talk, he's like, why? And I said, you're my hero. And he's like, you're my hero. And he goes, the first guy knew everybody. That's what everybody wants to see. I've been doing it long enough. Oh, Richard's over and tries to kiss me. Well, he didn't try. He I think it was a joke. <laughs> yeah, it was a joke, but he called me off guard, and I'm not gay, but to this day, I regret it. <laughs> I would have so let him be my first dude's kid, and uh, I would have been his first and only dude's kid. So my first and only dude's kid. There was something that no other human, no other man could ever take away from Bobby and I, and I freaking blew it. Checking out our podcast, and that's what's up. So I go through the line, 
and everything you just said about them knowing who he was was true, this is who I was too. I guess the freaky thing about Eddie. Freaky thing about Eddie. Right. Eddie freaking always remembers me. Me too. Now, <laughs> I, I first met Eddie in 2013. They had a campaign they called 38. And what it was, 30 Abraham Lincoln, 30 cents, had provided one meal to one orphan at the particular orphanage where Amy and Ben's kids were uh, in Haiti. And so they were raising money for that. They had shirts out. They had a particular shirt right now. Has a time they teased up before Bell Bundy, an actress on uh, uh, Anger Management with Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Done a couple of comedy bits, and she also has a couple albums put out. Really gorgeous, super hot. Uh, Samantha got to know a little bit too, I haven't talked to in a few years. Back then, we were kind of friendly. Yada, yada, yada. So they did this 24 hour two step at or they were playing her song to step for 24 hours at a place called A Venue, downtown Nashville. That's what the name of it, A Venue. And the whole gang would be there, suffering in and out, and whatever. So I show up. By the way, Ray Mundo, I hate that name. I'm calling what it, how I know him, Ray. <laughs> Ray. Ray is uh, on stage and boots. He remembers her cowboy boots, right? And red pants. And he said, I'll be, I'm the dance for 24 whole hours. I'm going to work this record and dance for 24 hours. Everybody on the show is like, bull crap, you can't do it. Sure enough, he did it. Right. I get there. I get there, and it's like eight hours in or 10 hours, whatever. He's pouring the sweat. I mean, it's barely moving, but he's moving. And Bobby and I brushed shoulders, but at the time I was a new listener, not new, new, maybe a couple of months then or whatever, so I didn't really recognize him after he left, and I, you know, I finally saw he's gone, he just left. I was like, crap. So he, um, he was, but you know, on the rest of the show, I met Nada, Annie, Eddie, Washbot. Uh, a couple of the interns we had at the time, and Eddie was pouring a sweat. We got a photo together. Uh, I I think we picked something next, okay, to be honest, which is fine. A lot of people do. <laughs> we high five, whatever, hug, and take a photo. And I thought, oh, that's cool. Well, whatever. You fast forward a few months. I'm driving down the road, driving down Noahville Road on my way to school. 2013 in Nashville. Listening, it's always listening. And a commercial comes on. Have you ever wondered what it was like to get into radio? Have you ever wondered what it was like to be a creative person and have, uh, uh, whatever, a bunch of listeners listening? Well, here's your chance to attend a free seminar with Bobby Bone and Eddie and Amy of the Bobby Bone Show, there'll be an MT issue. Little, by the way, folks, I, I have a tendency to ramble, and we've got a lot of stories, and this is probably going to be a good two-hour episode. 
<laughs> Telling you in advance. <laughs> but, uh, so I hear that, and I'm like thinking, oh, well, I'm in Nashville, NTSU in Murfreesboro, I did a 30, 40 minutes down the road. I'm gonna go. I think it was that night or the next night. Right. Whatever the case. I'm like, yeah, I'll go. I think, yeah, previous to this, I also volunteer as a big food stop packaging event where we broke another world record. Um, packaging the most amount of food in an hour just sent over to Haiti, which was provided from all the funds we received, from 30 A's and from the other uh, um, fundraisers they did at the show. So we packed the food, and I was one of the uh, station leaders or managers, whatever you call them, but y'all had our own little station. And I was pretty much at the trailer running around, rallying everybody, saying, hurry, 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 what do you got? What do you need? Do you need this? Do you need that? Come over and get supplies. And, you know, and I think our team is probably the quickest because I was probably the, as a crazy cheerleader, carrying my team on. So after that, I'm pouring a sweat. And Bobby, at the time, was doing a Saturday morning a sports show on Fox Sports or whatever, radio show. and. He only had a, a couple hours where he had to prepare to do that. And so he was standing up off the stage, and all of a sudden, people start lining up to get pictures with him in the museum. And I'm like the 30th person in line. And Bobby said, Sorry, guys, I'd love to stay, but I have to go. I have to be at the station. I've got to do this uh, sports show. And I was bummed out. That's two opportunities. I had to meet Bobby. And I missed the venue place during the 24-hour food staff event at the uh, food packaging event. So I missed it twice. But I think I was Amy and Ray and Eddie. And so I was down down and determined. I would get the MTSU like an hour early. The best seat I can get. And in my mind, I'm thinking it's going to be packed with thousands of people. Guess what, Audrey? What's that? Maybe 50. Maybe 50. It wasn't really a public thing like I thought it was. Hmm. I, I stepped out like a sore thumb because everybody that was in there um, that was there for that were uh, uh, in like the broadcasting department or whatever at Middle Tennessee State University. Mm-hmm. But who you and I have had served as M1 more than one, she was there. And I lost or whatever. And I'm sitting in a front row, very left corner. And I'm there before Bobby and Eddie and Amy gets their things up showing up. They do their thing. And at the very end, I, I hightail it. I run mm-hmm. over to Bobby. And one of the girls from his attention, I mean, they take a picture and she walks away. That's Bobby. And here's her to hey, bud. Uh, we have that or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, and then, uh, yeah, my story's in there, and I, I was in the, out in the hall, and I didn't really do anything. I just at my house. I've been drinking a lot, but you gave me hope, and I just stopped drinking, and I, you inspire me. I look up to you, and 
firearm stories are similar. It's not appreciate that. And we took a photo, and he did so much stuff on his hand to shake mine. I gave him the elbow, but he did that one in my hand. But I said, yeah, man, I'm kind of like you on a German boat. He said, I feel you. He said, sometimes I just do the chicken wing. I said, well, let's do that. And so we did the chicken wing. I then shook him. I the real. But, and so, and then, when my back just turned to Eddie. Poor Eddie. You know, I'm going to eat those. I'm going to fight him. But he comes up from behind. He's just, what's up, man? <laughs> and I'm like, now, mind this is about three months after the fact. I just came up for two minutes at the 24 hour thing. And I assume him at the food packaging. He said, I'm so as I told her, I'm not walking. 
Oh, they walked up in front of me. Eddie turned around and said, Eric, right? And I said, yeah. I said, yeah, I really remember what you did. He said, you were in Morton's class. I didn't see it too. And then you did the, you came for the two-step of Bond, and I'm like, oh, holy crap. tell my story um, I just gotta say two things Bobby if, if you do listen to this show or if anybody from the show listens you gotta do something with that bodyguard of yours man he is such a dick I'm sorry I'm sorry he's a prick PG, bro. I, I'm sorry it, he, he is he's a jerk I'm, I mean I know he has to be that way I know he has to be I understand that. that but it's like you can at least be nice to some of the guys that are being nice to you like for example when, when we met him just recently here in Biloxi man I um you and met him and I was right behind you because you wanted me to take your picture with my phone because your phone battery is dying mm-hmm. well he asked me he said are you Dylan and I was like yeah man because I didn't know if he knew who I was you know and I shook and I uh, put my hand out for him to shake it. I don't shake hands, man. You just need to go get your picture taken and leave. And I was like, 
okay, cool. He's like, why don't you just go get in the middle of them? And I was like, no, nah, man, I want one by myself. No, you're going to get one with all, with, with all three of them. And I said, no. I said, look, man, I paid for my ticket. I want to take the picture how I want to take it. I wasn't, it was nothing against you. It was just, I've never taken a picture with just, with, with me and Eddie and Bobby before. It's never been just us three. And so he was like, fine, whatever. And then it was just, you know, it was just like, like a jerk experience. I mean, it was, which I understand he has to be, I understand he has to be that way, but it's like, there's, we're not all jerks. We're not all pricks, you know. Yeah, I'm saying it's probably probably kind of tired because the show is already over. Yeah, but he signed up for it though. It's overtime. Yeah, but you know, Bobby's doing all the kind of stuff. It's hard that Bob doesn't have to. He's probably like, man, we could get into this and yeah, got to stand here again. So I say he's probably just tired. Yeah, but I understand. But you also signed up for the job, and if you don't like it. I'm not saying he doesn't take it seriously because I think he's taking it way too seriously. Uh, but, man, I don't even know your name. Uh, you don't even wear a name tag, I don't even think. But, yeah, he, he was kind of a... It, it, I don't want to say it ruins the experience, but it kind of does ruin the experience a little bit because it's like, here you are getting to meet your hero and then you're having somebody yell down your, you know, shoving crap down your throat yelling at you and, and you're nervous, you know, you don't know what to do because, one... You're nervous because you're fixing to talk to your hero, but you're also nervous because you got somebody yelling at you, and you're trying, right. and you're just trying to do everything that everybody is saying. And but, anyways, so he didn't have when I first met Bobby. He did not have that bodyguard. That guy was not in sight. Here. He had. Yeah, the first time I saw that guy was in Charleston like two years ago. Yeah. The first time I saw him. He had. Oh, go ahead. He had this woman. I think it was his manager, and uh, she, oh, God, she, she, was, she was an angel. She was the nicest person you could ever talk to. She would let you, she would say, okay, just an average of about a minute, minute and a half. That's plenty of time. Like, I was just asking for two seconds, and the guy was like, one, two, bye, At, just recently here, and I was like, dang, man. <laughs> but, um, so before I go to the Bobby story real quick, I want to talk how I started listening to the show. Uh, just to take it real quick. So I think I list started listening to it, man, 14, 15, something like that. Because um, Lunchbox was about four or five months from getting married. That was the first episode I remember listening to. And the reason I turned it on, I was having, man, I was having all this tough, you know, stuff had happened between my friends and stuff in high school and, 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 and you know I was always bullied throughout school so my mom was just when she had a, a assistant teaching job um, she would drive like 45 minutes each way and she came home one day and I was having a rough day she was like you know what I listened to this guy on the radio Bobby Bones and I was like don't come with me with that crap I'm not listening to no talk radio because that's how I was I was music it, I was John Mayer and, and stuff like that. And I was like, don't come to me with a talk radio because I'm not going to listen to it. Well, one day I had a bad day and I turned it on and that was when I was hooked. So, I seen where, um, this is right before they took that break, the, the Raging Idiots. They took like a two-year break, I think. Right. 
And uh, they came uh, to the Coliseum up here where I'm at. And so this was, uh, I mean, I, I'm the person, I'm kind of like Bobby. I want to get there ten times earlier than I'm supposed to be there because you don't know what's going to happen. So I was there, man. The show started at 7. I think I was there at like 3 o'clock because they show, they show concerts all day long. Well, I was there at 3 o'clock and around 4, I was just standing around, you know, in the sun, talking to people that I didn't know, making friends. And they had this little bitty trailer, little bitty like a camper trailer. It was just like an iHeartRadio trailer. Well, a man, a, a guy came out and I was like, dude, that's Eddie from the show. I said, I know who that is. Well, he had a guy with him. like I guess he was like a bodyguard or something. He came over. He was with him. And he took him over to this family. And I was like, oh, crap. He's just visiting the family and leaving. Well, the bodyguard says, see you later, Eddie. And Eddie goes, okay, man. And leaves Eddie out there by himself. And I'm like, man, this is my chance. I'm finally going to get to meet someone from the show. And I met up, man, that dude. That dude, we talked. I mean, we talked about 10 minutes. Um... And we were just talking random because I had a Justin Moore shirt on. And he was like, dude, I love that album. And we started talking about albums. We started talking about Pearl Jam and, and, and my favorite band, Aerosmith. And we started talking about John Mayer and Hootie and the Blowfish. And it was just it was just so awesome. And then I didn't get – I think Bobby was sick that night. And he didn't come out. Um, or something had happened where he didn't come out. So I didn't get to meet Bobby that night. So, fast forward to where Bobby started his stand-up comedy show, and they came to New Orleans, and I was like, man, I got to go. So, I bought tickets to the Joy Theater in New Orleans, Whew, three or four, two or three years ago, it was, it was a while back, and um, he was signing his book, Bare Bones, it was, it was right after it came out, he was doing his show, and was doing a book signing afterwards, and... I met him, and it was when he had that 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 uh, his manager with him, and she was like, "Just keep it short." She said, "I'm not going to rush you out, but keep it at least under two minutes." And he signed my book, and it was my, actually my um my graduation present, man. My my mom and dad had bought me those tickets for graduation, uh, high school, and he he wrote he wrote in my book because my mom was there with me because I was you had to be a certain age or something. I don't really realize, but. And she was like, Bobby, this is um, his graduation present. And so he says, oh, really? Give me the book back. And he signed, congrats, and drew a graduation cap but wrote and, and goes, this is a stupid little cap, but just so you know what it is. But a little more behind the scenes of that meeting, man, I was nervous. Like, I, I'm telling you, I have this anxiety disorder that was diagnosed by, like, a therapist and it's like rare, and so yeah, I got to see that first hand when I was molested. <laughs> it was it was bad, wasn't it? Man, it is it is so bad, and um, I was nervous. Like you were supposed to turn to a certain page in the book, and 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 I lost my page in the book when I when I met him. I lost it, and I was freaking out. And this is when I knew this guy was genuine. Man, he put his hand on my shoulder. He said, "Man, look." I'm a regular human being. No one's rushing you. I'm not rushing you. I'm here. Just turn to the page, man. And I, and I, and I my hands were shaking so bad I couldn't turn to the page. He said, "Here, hand me the book." And he grabbed the book. He turned to the page he was supposed to sign, and he signed it. And 
that was, that was, it was an awkward meeting because afterwards he was like, hey, man, you know, you know how to do the, like the bro shake? Like the bro handshake? He wanted to do that. And I didn't realize, and I went for a handshake, and we, we, we ended up uh, shaking elbows. <laughs> I love it. Oh, man, it was awkward. But um, my next meeting with Bobby was... Oh, it was a fun. It was still the uh, funny and long tour, but it was like the second leg, and they came to uh, Alabama, which is not far from me. Um, so I am one of those people that shop at thrift stores and dirt cheap and stuff like that because I had to do that growing up. So like most of the time, we would have like name brand clothes at school. Sometimes it was from the name brand place, but nine times out of ten, it was from like a garage sale or a thrift store, and it's just. Right. Embedded in my head that I got to shop there because I can find it ten times cheaper than what I pay for it online sometimes. So I found this book. I mean, it was like a 500-page Friends book, and I knew Bobby liked Friends. So I was like, "How am I going to tell Bobby that like he that, that like he is my hero?" Like I said, "How am I going to do it?" So I figured it out. I took the page, I took the book, and on the back side of the book, where you open the page, I wrote a letter. It continued with the front page and the back page. And I was like, this, there's no way this guy's going to read the book, you know. I was like, there's no way he's going to read the note. He'll probably just throw the book away. You know, this is before I knew that he actually really cared. And so fast forward, I met him again at um, another stand-up show. And this is when Lindsay L., him, him, him and her were dating and that she opened up for him. And... So I was like, I brought I brought a hodgepodge podcast T-shirt, and I wanted him to uh, hold it up for a, for for a picture. Which we did. You can check that out on all my socials. And um, he held it up, and I was like, Yeah, man, you're the reason I'm doing the podcast, you know. And he goes, and I go to leave, and I go, Thank you, Bobby. He goes, Hey, man. Don't stop doing the podcast. And I was like, man. And I started tearing up, and I said, man, you're the reason, you know, because it really is. And he said, hey, man, come here. Come back here. He waved me back, and I, I, I thought I'd said something. You know what I mean? I, like, I thought I did something terrible right, right. because you're like, why, why is he calling you back? What did I do? And I'm, I'm feeling from my pockets thinking maybe I dropped my wallet, dropped my phone, something. And he goes, hey, man. He talks to his bodyguard. He says, give, give us a little space. He's going to give us two minutes. And he told me, and he took me behind where the t-shirts were at because they usually have it sit on a table and he took behind where the t-shirts were at and he said hey man I know of the podcast he said you tweet me all the time and I said man the goal is really to be on the show and I told him I was like I have two goals set in mind if I don't join the show and, and I, I, don't, I don't know if I regret saying this or not, but I just said what was in my heart, and that's what Bobby wants you to do, to be real with him. So I told him, I said, look, there's two goals. Either get on your show or start a bigger show and push you off the charts. That's what I told him because that's what I felt. And he said, man, you're going to do either one. He said, you might not make the show. He said, if you do, it's not going to be right now. I don't think you're ready. And I said, I totally agree. And I, I was like, I, but I want you to be on the podcast. And he goes, no, man, I don't want to do the podcast. And you're going to think, always oh, saying this in a, in, a, in a jerkish way or a cocky way. But he said, I don't want to be the reason that you get famous. 
And I thought about that for a minute. I thought about that for a minute. I was like, "What? He, he's, he's breaking all these artists. But what he was saying is, he doesn't want to disappoint my my audience by having Bobby Bones in there, and then the next month, next week, have somebody that I don't, that nobody knows on there." And, right, exactly. And that's what he was saying. And then I was like, "Thanks, Bobby." And he said, "No, man, thank you, Dylan." And the, the, between, I never said my name at all. And that's how I knew he read that letter in that friend's book. So that that was kind of emotional for me. And then, so my story continues a little bit more. And so Eric did the podcast. uh, um, Eric was called in on the Bible and show and was like, hey, man, I'm going to get a tattoo. Blah, blah, blah. You know the story. You know the story. And... Tell the story anyway. Okay, okay, okay. So, Bob, uh, Eric calls into the Bobby Bones show and is like, "Hey, man, I'm thinking about getting a tattoo of you." Bobby tells him, "No, I don't want you to." He goes and does it anyways. So yeah. I didn't know that he was friends with Amanda, which is Bobby's sister. Which earlier on I had her on the on the podcast because I was such a big fan of Bobby and I figured once I did that it would put my name out there more to Bobby and I think really that's what happened honestly if I'm being completely honest um yeah I would say it's very likely so I come to Eric and I'm like dude you're the guy with the pod, uh, with the tattoo come do my podcast yeah. sure man and from that moment you know we became friends and uh we're yeah. best we're best friends now you know we're doing all this stuff now and so Eric calls in to the show one day, and all of a sudden, Bobby says, I heard you did a podcast about this. I don't know how yeah. on God's no, no, they green... Called they called me. They called me. Right, me okay. Yeah, they called me and come on two or three times since I got your tattoo. Okay. To talk about it. Yeah, he mentioned it. He said, yeah. I don't know how yeah. on God's green earth he knew we you, we did a podcast together. I swear, I still don't know till this day. I swear to God, I don't know. And he goes, Dude, I told you, man, uh, uh, Dishro. It's like, yeah. And Eric goes, Yeah, it's the Hodgepodge podcast with Dylan Hodge. And for a second, Bobby is stumped, and he goes, "Oh, D Hodge, my boy D Hodge." He goes, "Well, I, goes, uh, watch about this. Uh, who's doing Hodge, Bobby?" And he's like, "Oh, you know, where's some guy now?" They said, "I don't know who's doing it." I said, "You know, the podcast guy." He said, "Oh, D Hodge." Yeah. D Hodge. Yeah, and. And so later on, that, that was really the conversation. Then I called into the show, and Hillary said, "Just tweet out." Hottie, complete hottie, by the way. <laughs> I know. And so Hillary goes, "Yes, we were expecting your call. Um, tweet it out." They, uh, Bobby said that if you tweet it out, that they that they'll retweet it. And I said, "Cool." I tweeted it out. They retweeted it. Uh, my likes and listens grew. By ten. Um, so, anyways, fast forward a few months later, I call in about an update on Eddie, and I get it, and 
I'm like, can I say something else, man? And Bobby was like, sure. We got you on the phone. I was like, I am the guy that does the podcast. Bobby flipped his crap. This is this is the Hodge. This this is the Hodgepodge guy. This is the podcast. And that was yeah. so that was so awesome. That and I got off the phone. And I cried because I was like, I didn't even tell him I did what the name of the podcast was. It was just like he knew the Hodgepodge podcast. And yeah, Bobby makes me cry all the time. By the way. I'm not a fryer, but... So, my story doesn't really end here, but it makes everything add up that we were talking about. So, who a while after that, um, probably a few months ago, he tweets out, Hey, we have a Wikipedia page. I have Wikipedia It's old. I want someone to get on here and make us a new page um, updated and I was like I'm pretty smart at computers I'm not a whiz at it but I knew how to do that so I did it a little bit and I screenshotted it and I sent it to Bobby on Twitter I said and the tweet was like the picture and it said when Bobby wants you to or when at Mr. Bobby Bones wants you to fix the Wikipedia page you do it well, he liked it. That's all I expected. And then I got a private message from Bobby Bones, and I was like, oh, I, you know, you're thinking it's the fake one. You're like, he's seen you tweet, so it's the fake one. Then it had the blue check mark, and I was like, holy crap, what is this? What is this? And I opened it up, and he was like, hey, man, appreciate you doing it. Do this for me, and come back to me when you're done. Gave me a list. I think it was like 15 bullet prints of what I needed to do. I did it. And not really keeping contact. I know I aggravate because sometimes I just go on there and I'm like, you know, um, hey man, me and me and the tattoo guy are coming to the to the show in Biloxi. Blah blah blah. He'll read it and won't comment. Yeah. Which doesn't really aggravate me because I do that a lot to people. I'll read and then just free. Oh, he's so busy, dude. I'm so busy. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and that's, and then he called Eric up, and I think it was because that reason. And, 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 yeah. and, 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 and at Biloxi, when he said hodgepodge, you know, and he was like, and, 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 and then I got between them. Yeah, I dude, it was like my hair stuck up on my arms, and I was like, "Holy crap!" Yeah. Because because not because not only not only he he knew what I looked like, which which to me that's a bigger deal than he knowing what my stuff is. Uh, and so it shows that he cares. Right. So. <clears throat> I go over to Eddie and I shake his hand and he goes, "Hey man, that's a cool podcast you got." And I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! Hold the phone, hold the freaking phone for a second, man." I know Bobby knows, but how in the world does Eddie know that? How- yeah, I think I dropped a couple of ass bombs on Eddie. Like big shrimp. I think that ass like five. I'm like, "Are you serious?" And just smiling. Yeah, and then um, Eddie was like, "Yeah, man, the first time we met was um, at the Crawfish Festival, wasn't it?" And I was like, 
holy crap, that was like three years ago. How? How, how are you how do you know in this dude and, and it just shows that they care and I think we can put that into the next part that we're going to talk about before we wind it down what we love about the show and that is yeah. that they take the time to know who we are and, and I say this a lot I say it on my podcast I'm my two my three heroes really. Uh, Bobby Bones is one, Chris Jericho is two, and the third one is Howard Stern. If I, you know, with one tweet, Bobby knew really who I was, honestly. If I was to tweet Chris Jericho right now, and he and I met him at a meet and greet tomorrow, there's probably a 99.999% chance he's going to be acting like meeting me for the first time. Yeah, he didn't remember. Same like, thing with Howard Stern. If I would have met him once yeah. and then met him, you know, again two years later, he'd be like, hey, nice to meet you, man. Thanks for listening to the show. Not, hey, Dylan, how you doing? How's it going? That's a cool podcast yeah. you got. And and, 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 and and I think people take that for granted a lot. Um, I, well, well, there's not a lot of people that are in the shoes, but the people that are do take it for granted. I mean, it's easy for me to take it for granted, but it just blows my mind. In such a way, I, I mean, I have a couple of heroes also. Um, being, I'm a, I'm a lifelong student of world religion and philosophy, mm. and so philosophically or religiously, theologically, I have a couple of heroes. Um, I, and I've got some heroes in media or whatever. Right. Uh, people that inspire me, but. I'm, <sighs> But Bobby is on a whole different like, planet, you know. He's he he my biggest hero. There's nobody, I'll never have another individual human captured in my body ever. Right. I, I unashamedly, unashamedly and unapologetically and I proudly and boastfully and arrogantly publicly post and pronounce Bobby as the king of my heart. I know it's kind of weird and creepy. I don't mean for it to be, but he is. He's, he's like, I love that man so much. Yeah. But I'm not gay. I love women. Audrey will tell you, I love women. He knows I love women. Mm. Um, but yeah, Bobby is just, uh, I don't know. And, and I have, I have, I have access to Bobby now. Uh, he FaceTimed me one day. Right. And we have to talk about some things. And, I just said sure. I said, man, I'm not saying much. I'll be honest. And he said, all right, cool, sure. And he's doing this thing while he's drumming his fingers through his hair. You can tell he was tired, had a long day. So are you creeped out by me? He said, dude, no. No. Why would you even think that? Not so so just. And the reason I don't think that is because, well, I've written a million letters. Uh, I'm, I'm friends with a sister. I... <laughs> I told him I was coming to go up. 
I really wanted to be a surprise. We're going to see you and I together in the flesh. I thought you'd think it was cool, but, but by the way it worked out, he put me on stage. But yeah, he, um, I just messaged him or whatever, holler him if there's something really important going on. Uh, he and I talked about this thing that goes on everywhere I would have every year. And he said he'd have to check it out. And he would definitely be committed down this year. And so I hit him up after we got off the FaceTime with uh, information on it, once I had the information together. So, but yeah, anyways. Yeah, that's in that big care. I think they, well, they care about everybody. That's obvious when you consider how much you give back. And people, like, I've sat and bawled my eyes out when he, uh, well, one lady, I think a tire or something she needed, they sent some to the next box. He sent somebody's shoes. I mean, easy. It's not just cheap. Right. $10 shoes from Payless. Yeah. Like, top of the line. You know, and he just gives and gives and gives and gives of himself and gives of his time. He's always come up with these charities and ways to donate. He's donated, I think, like, close to $3 million now, maybe more than that. Right, and I also, like you, have different contacts to get to him now. Not not that I have his number or anything, because I, I, I don't, but he knows when I private message him, like, who it is. You know what I mean? Like, 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 right. he took the chance to private message me knowing that I could be a creep and aggravate him 24-7, every hour, message, 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 which doesn't happen. You know, it's maybe... Some people do that. Oh, I know. Do that, yeah. I, I may, I may, you know, every four or five months, I swear, it's nothing, it's nothing, and it's all small stuff, you know, like, um, when, when they were having the surprise for Lunchbox, you can you can ask Eric right now when when they announced that that Lunchbox was they had a surprise for Lunchbox. I called that it was going to be Celebrity Family Feud. I called that. Yeah. And then I te- I, I, I message Bobby and I'm like, "Hey man, is Lunchbox a surprise Celebrity Family Feud?" And he commented back with with the shoulder shrug emoji. So I knew I either hit a chord he knew that I knew something for some reason. For some reason, it was just a big guess. I, I, I swear to God, I don't know how it happened. It was just a guess. And, um, well, yeah. I think sometimes it's going to be so internal with people you can just kind of yeah. pick up on things like this, you know. It's weird. But, but the, the reason I say, how many times have you heard somebody calling to the show and they're doing a podcast about Bobby or, 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 you know, they got a podcast based around Bobby or they've done this because of Bobby. They've got a tattoo of Bobby. No, not really. I mean, I'm really the only one that has, that I know of that has a podcast based on Bobby Bones. Exactly. And, and, and. and, Can I say this real quick? Yeah. I have something to say. If any of the listeners out there are thinking of anything, um, Get to Bobby and McCrew by coughing either Dylan or I getting a tattoo or starting up a podcast or trying to outdo us of what we do. 
I would recommend, don't do that because your tone is still second right. Be original. I think that's something else Bobby appreciates is originality. Do something unique that, uh, that, that, that way you can show your appreciation and your love to Bobby on the Bobby Bones show in your own way. Um, you know, whatever it is you can do. Yeah, there can't be. Have the podcast or whatever, yeah. but. I mean, you can do your own podcast. Get attached. Do what you want, but... I'm just saying uh, there, there can't be 16 different podcasts about Bobby Bones. I, right. And right, if there right, is, man. then it just happens. Um, I will be upset. I mean, you're always going to have competition, sure. But this is, a, this is a really, really different type of podcast. And I think if someone comes up with... with when we put this up and... Somebody comes out four months later. I will be upset because they took our idea and just copied it. Um, yeah, but here's the thing: they can never be first. That's, that's they true. Can never be that's true. Originators. And that's not, we're known. Bobby knows that we are first, and we're the originators. So. And the, and that's true. And it, to me, it's kind of like watching a movie. Um, you know, when when I went, I'm a big superhero fan, as you know. Uh, but when I went and watched the new Avengers movie. I knew when I sat in that seat, this movie's never going to be new to me again. Mm-hmm. And that's how this is. Well, if, if somebody comes out with... It, it, go ahead. It's kind of like when uh, my Power Rangers was on and then VR Troopers came on next. VR Troopers never should um, duplicate what the Power Rangers did. Right. You know, VR Troopers was kind of cool. Or like when... Uh, Doug was on Nickelodeon, and then later on, <laughs> Doug was also on ABC Family, but he looked different, he was drawn differently, he sounded different, but it, they still called it Doug, you know, but it's their version. It, it wasn't the same. Yeah. So, I'm not trying to tell anybody what you do, but I would recommend doing your own thing, starting your own thing. I mean, yeah, stay in your lane, do what you can. But at the same time, I encourage everybody that's been touched and inspired by Bobby to let him know and to show your appreciation, however you can. But yeah, yeah, go ahead with your Avengers analogy. Oh no, that was just just what it is, and it's like he sees another podcast, and it's like, oh, somebody else is already doing this, right? And it's you know, it's it's never going to be new again, you know. Never. I want to real quick. Um, I want to give how I discovered the show. I mean, I've shared a lot, but I didn't share how I discovered the show. So, mm. now I've got to really try to cut this down. So, I'm in Nashville living. I've lived in Nashville off and on all my life. Nashville's home is where my heart is. I hope to move back eventually. I'm, I really like it if Hodge and I, Hodge and I, became roommates maybe one day down the road and uh, in Nashville and really took our podcast to the next level. But whatever. We yeah. trust it. Yeah, everything is everything is in Nashville. Everything is a foot yeah. a footstep away. That's why Bobby and them are there. Yeah. there. But anyways, that's why they moved from Austin to Nashville. Not that Texas doesn't have a thriving country scene, but sure. Nashville's the home. Anyway, so I used to hate country music. I grew up on it. My mother loves it. Uh, 
I'm always into gangster rap. Um, which, you know, in my mind, man, I had to hate country by default, which really isn't true, but now I love both. I'm in the funeral business, and I've just got through involving some children. I remember one black kid, he's like 15 or 14, handsome kid. Um, he ended up on one of the tables I was on. Then the autopsy, how she had drowned, he's like 15 or whatever. And it just depressed me, man, and then I was suicide or whatever. So I started drinking heavily. I'm talking, drinking Jack Daniels at 7 in the morning. Turn the bottle upside down. And I listened through the radio stations. And at the time in Nashville, I used to always listen to 101 The Beat, mm-hmm. uh, which is a hip-hop station, which incidentally is also an iHeart station. And their studio is in the same building as Bobby Bones' show. Um, they record the same building. Well, for whatever reason, I don't remember why, either it was a commercial or a bad reception, whatever, I just kept scrolling through the channel and I came across Bobby and I never really liked the talk morning talk show because Mm. in East Tennessee where there's a lot of my there's a show called John Boy and Billy and there's another show uh, I forgot what it's called but it just always seemed kind of contrived and fake to me Mm. I'm not saying it's fake or contrived it just never really clicked with me and they would have this, um, what I felt like was an obnoxious, exaggerated laugh. Ha, 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 ha. I hated it. So it always put a bad taste in my mouth for morning shows. And, um, so I wasn't really too fond of the idea of listening to a morning show, but looking through the stations and Bobby and crew had just moved to Nashville from Austin, but I didn't know it at the time. And they did a bit where they were talking about something, whatever. And it made me smile for the first time in a long time. And I thought, okay. And I kept listening, and I was like, huh, interesting. And I kept laughing. Then the music came on, and I would normally just turn it down real low, so I wouldn't have to listen to the music. It would turn it up real loud when they started talking. And um, I ended up getting hooked on the music too, a little bit, really getting hooked on the show, and I was like, man, I don't know who this guy is, but I, I connect with them. I feel something special. All of his stories about his life that's growing up, yeah. being bullies, having problems with girls, or whatever, I relate to him. I that's me. I mean, this guy, like, a lot of life, we're almost the same in a lot of ways. And so I kept listening. And I thought, man, I'd like to meet him someday. And sure enough, that ended up happening. And now we're, we're friendly, but, um, yeah, I just kept listening and I ended up falling in love with them. That's my story in a nutshell. Yeah, one thing that I, that, that draws me to it is, you know, Bobby didn't ha, didn't go up far oh, from. Oh, 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 oh! I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. No, go ahead. By the way, I have liquor in a couple of years now. I'm slowly interrupt. Bobby's never had a drink. 
father, son, is dead from alcohol or drugs or whatever. Mm. And if I if I can be more like Bobby in this way, and Bobby can do what I can do, it, and I'm not having to spend like two and a half, three years. I have had a couple of beers, but I've never been a serial beer drinker. I know alcohol is alcohol, but I've never drank beer and not drunk off of it or drank it to drown away my problems or sadness. I am uh, a drinker in a social gathering. I never drink more than one. Mm. But even that, it's too much. I'm going to pop that out, too. I've not had a beer in probably six months. So. Right. I may drink two beers a year. So that's that two beers a year. It's better than what right. some people would do. But I'm not whether I stay with them all together, but I'm not staying with them beer all together, too. I don't smoke, don't do drugs. If Bobby can do it, I can do it. They right. just say, what would you just do? They did you hear I don't do this kind of blast but a lot of times when I'm in a rut or at the, in the valley of the city or where I've got to make a choice, I always ask myself, what would Bobby do in this situation? Right. And I try to model my decision after that. But anyway, so ahead, but I'm sorry, Hodge. Go no, ahead. you're cool. Um, I was saying one of the reasons that really draws me towards the show is Bobby didn't grow up far from where I live. I'm in Mississippi. Um, and he was in Arkansas, which is not far at all. And we kind of grew up the same way. Like, when I was growing up, you know, we weren't the money makers people. We were, you know, one year we were low class. The next year we were middle class. You know, we were never the high class, you know. I, hey, by the way, folks, that's middle class in a small town. We're not yeah. talking middle class in New York or LA. We're middle class. No, this is this is a middle class in a, a four hundred fifty area. Yeah, four hundred fifty yeah. population. You know. Um, yeah, you took me through your town. You got to go pass through it, and yeah, yeah. that's a small little. Yeah. Not putting them down, but ninety-eighth area. You know. Yeah, it's small town USA. Right, and and I have my own reasons. I. I don't drink. I, I never will. Did have not done drugs. I never will. And I have my own reasons personally um, that I, I don't want to get on here because it'll take too long. But we grew up in a similar situation. Like, you know, my my eyes for one. His eyes were bad. My eyes were bad. I, I never wore my glasses because, you know, I get picked on. And when you when you realize yeah. that something, when you realize. Someone is going to do something like, oh, you're not going to do that. You, you wear this shirt, people pick on you. are not going to wear that shirt anymore, honestly. And, 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 and that's kind of how it was with me. It was like, oh, man, they're making fun of your glasses. Well, I will wear them when I have to do schoolwork. But if, if we go to lunch or we go to recess, I'm not going to have these glasses on anymore because that's just an opportunity for somebody to say something because we're not actually in the classroom. And, and, you know, and it's just, we grew up in such a similar situation that I feel that we're connected in a way because we were such, we're such related in a way from how we grew up. And I think from one small town person to another, we have to stick together. Small town people have to stick together. The poor South people small time we got to stick together because if we don't 
people are going to stomp all over us that are from the big cities, for the big population. I feel that. I feel that. It's probably it's like a big weather to us. Yeah. Now, being Nashville is my home, and I've also lived half of my life in Jackson City, Tennessee, which is a small city, but it's not tiny. Uh, I've also spent a lot of time hanging out in Newport, Morristown, Tennessee, which are teeny tiny rural areas. That's where my stepdad, who was not deceased, was from, or where his family was from. So I um, personally, um, um, I get it, but you need to get it more than I do. But, yeah, I had a lot of similar um, glasses, got broken a couple of times, five bullies blowing up, all stuff put down for them. Um, went to, like, a 98% black school out in the projects. That's where we lived. wasn't in the projects, but it was smack dab. I just went to a different housing projects. When I was growing up, he dropped the city and uh, went to school with the lowest, something with the lowest, common denominator of our community and you know people call me fat Mexican and I wasn't Mexican and I wasn't only fat at the time I am now but uh, I mean I did on school bus they say I was burning the cheese and you know people always they call me the black kids would beat me up so that's something that Bobby and I also have a lot in common too um, now I want to ask Bobby that in GSU um, oh, yeah, by the way, I mm. didn't say this, but I'm calling to the show to play what year it was. It was just Tammy used to do. But I met Bobby and Kish when I Friday, and I called in on a Monday. And I said, I don't know if you remember, but I met you the other night. And then he said, I don't remember exactly who you are, Eric. And that made me cry when we hung up. And I walked to him, but he gave me the CD anyway. It's a little crime CD. And now they can't do that anymore because people are idiots. But that's yeah. fine. I don't. I'm just owing anything, but uh, he used to always give it, even though it was a surprise, just out of the kindness of his heart. Mm. But, uh, yeah, we have a lot in common in, in a lot of different areas. But, Haji, one area you and I do not have a problem with Bobby yet. Maybe we go down the road. Yes. Having success with <laughs> super hot chicks. Have y'all noticed some virgin women that's being hot like 10 times in this one episode? Yeah, I told you I love women, but... I don't understand, and, and I say this in the most non-rudest way, but it's going to come out sounding cocky and rude. How does a nerdy guy like Bobby get a good-looking girlfriend? No, I know, I know. I just I just don't want people to think I'm, I'm getting disrespectful here. No, I, I'm, I'm meaning well, it in a... Funny, he's funny, he's tall, and he's successful, he's a hard worker, and I think once they've got, see girls, for those girls are so bored here, like, um, Bella's Edge girl, oh, it's Vanessa Man, she's probably my favorite. <laughs> Kelly Henderson. Kelly Henderson, yeah, she's probably my favorite, I think she's so hot, uh, Lindsay L, and Rachel Ryder, <laughs> by the way, um, just so more clear here, when Bobby was saying those girls, I couldn't follow them on social media because, especially Lindsay, because when she posts doing workouts and squats and stuff, <laughs> I didn't want to risk having a dirty dog in, in my mind disrespecting my boy. You know, I didn't want to disrespect Bobby, so. 
But, yeah, I mean, those girls are so gorgeous. And I've met one of these. She goes to a real time. Yeah, yeah. Down to earth. But, um, yeah, those girls probably wouldn't have dated him had they not seen his personality. And seeing that he's a hard worker and that he's funny and he's cool. And, and I, I, I mean, that's, that's my theory. It's my opinion. But, yeah, maybe one day we'll have our chance. Yeah, and one more thing before we get off, because dude, we're going on about an hour and forty. <laughs> uh, uh, so one reason that you know, because I, I I'm self conscious of myself, um, very self conscious of myself, and Eric, I don't know if you were watching as I was, you know, as you were down here, I'm very self conscious, like um. Uh, we all are, dude. No, I'm I... Sure you and I have been picked on. I know. And, and that's that's kind of how the Body of Bones show kind of brought in because, you know, I was scared to... You, you know how some sh- shirts fit differently? Like, and, and this is going to come out the weirdest way, but shirts fit differently, right? Like, you're going to get this yeah. shirt and it's not going to fit like the other one. Well, sometimes I would get my regular shirt size... And the shirt would be long. Or sometimes I would get my regular shirt size, and the shirt would just be—it would fit, but you could tell it could—you could get a little, a little bit bigger, and it wouldn't hurt. And my fear, my fear was, man, it, it just brings chills back because this was back then in school. This was my biggest fear to have a shirt, and it be longer, and people are thinking, "Oh my God, he is so—he is—he is so fat." That they have to buy shirts ten times bigger than what he's supposed to wear to fit him. Or if I would wear a shirt smaller, or you know, you could, you know, just just a smaller shirt. Dude, I'm conscious of my man Right. Right. And then you get a shirt size smaller, and it's like, man, I'm scared because these people are gonna be like, God damn, he's so fat they can't even keep him in clothes, and and. That was not a right mindset to be into, because I'm still like that. Uh, it's just something my one of my family members put in my head, and I'll go into that in a later podcast. And it just sticks with you, you know. You you don't think something yeah. somebody says, and and probably my family thinks I'm nuts because I say it's just embedded in my head. That's why, you know, my mom or sister. Yes, I live at home. They don't mow the yard because I can't let them. They don't. They don't do anything right. outside because I can't let them. It's just something that someone told me. A stupid, a stupid person. Stupidity told. They were telling me, you know, if you do this and you're a jerk. If you do this, you're a jerk. If you do that, kind of, kind of mental abusing too. there. What was you saying? I think this is southern thing too, in a way. I'm not speaking down on southern thing. No, 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 no. I got you. But, yeah, I, I was taught a lot, too. I, um, you know, men have a certain role, women have a certain role. And, um, you know, I think now our society has moved along from that mindset. But you and I, some of that kind of still sticks in the back of our mind, for better or worse. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I think one area you and I can both really take after Bob and Ian is being more being healthier, not losing some weight, um, and getting more exercise and it being healthy. Uh, I mean, 
honestly, dude. I mean, honestly, we're both fat. I'm fatter than you. <laughs> um, but I don't, I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. No, I know. I can only be real with you. We both are. We're both, we both need to lose weight. And so, um, imagine how much more plays or love you get from Bobby if the next time he saw us, we were both like 50 pounds lighter. He's like, dude, look at you. You lost weight. You know, that blows mine. Yeah, and I'm kind of a germ. I'm, I'm really a germaphobe. And, and really, I don't know if you noticed when I was there, I, I had this fear of eating and eating in public. Like, it's not a fear. It's just, I don't like people looking at me, watching me eat. That's just like, well, like, like when we ate at uh, where were we eat Waterburger, I chose where to sit because I know the exact spot where I can sit, where I can see someone come in, and they're not looking at me from another booth watching me eat. It, dude, I'm telling you, it comes down to all like you think I'm a mathematician of of how I choose where I sit at a restaurant. It's I, yeah, I, I take you to the same thing when you do a tasty tail. <laughs> It's, I don't know what it is, man. It's just something. I, I got to go back to therapy, dude. <laughs> I can't, I can't. <laughs> uh, we all have our little things, I guess. Alright, dude. Let's let's wrap this up. We're going on almost two hours. Yeah, we need to wrap this up. Yeah, yeah let's wrap it up. Episode, uh, but our next episode is going to be pretty long, too, because, like I said earlier, or we might have said on a different podcast, Right. Um, they, they, they were off. So two weeks off. and one so, big episode, and then from yeah, then on. Hopefully after that, I know it's behind again for whatever reason. Hopefully after that, they'll be shorter. Oh, also, it's summer, so they're gonna go on vacation for a couple of weeks, maybe a month. There will be no episodes in between there because we can't review anything, uh, because it's all gonna right. be repeats and replays from previous. Well, we might, we might. Come on once or twice. Right. Give our favorite moments, or I don't know, maybe talk about what they're doing on social media, but it won't be like review, review. No, no. It'll be a little bit different, but it'll probably still be related to Bobby, the Bobby Bones show in some way. We'll figure that out. Yeah, we'll get it. We'll get it. But, uh, but all right. Appreciate you guys listening in on this introduction, first episode of. Bobby, what, what are we going to call this, dude? Bobby Bone Show Experience? Bobby Bone Show Review? What are we going to do? Dude, I don't know because... Uh, I was also talking a little bit about some of the Bobby tasks or some of the funny stuff they do on social... I don't know. We'll just call it... Yeah, I guess we'll stick with Bobby Bone Show Review and then we'll just cool. keep doing some other stuff and move to there. Yeah, something simple. I mean, no, I no, I, I don't care. Something simple, something somebody can remember, and uh, I'm gonna actually try to get this. Well, really, it is a review. A lot of what we do is gonna be reviewing. Right. Um, yeah. So, 
um, we'll just call it a Bobby Bones Show review. Cool. And, so I'm yeah. going to try to get this on my podcast sometime next week, and then we'll put it up on yours, and then... Well, I think this, no, when you try to do it sooner, because I think this Sunday, we're going to do the big review from okay. Memorial Day week. Well, I'll just put this up tomorrow. I'll just put this up tomorrow. Alright, yeah, do that. I'll put it tomorrow on mine. So... Yeah, you're, if you're listening to this, we recorded it the night before. It's almost 11 o'clock here where I'm at. It's midnight over there where Eric's at. midnight where I'm at, yeah. Yeah, we're so doing it. Do, I put this. Shut this off, folks. It's going to be kind of a sneeze for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're going to do the person's having a bad day they see one person smiling that could put them in the best mood of their life and if you frown less you're going to smile more and everybody's going to be a lot more happier i agree so Uh, on my podcast i've been hitting them with the uh with the positive uh um Stop button right here. It's gonna end.